This week we'll be talking about us reacting to the latest Last of Us show trailer provided by HBO. Marvel Entertainment and EA's Motive Studio are making a Iron Man game, and it's it's not Anthem. Should be Anthem, but it's not Anthem. Not this time. Xbox launches Project Amplify to bring in more Black developers. The YouTuber who accidentally outed themselves as a game industry leaker. Big Mode Games, brought to you by YouTube's biggest game reviewer, Dunky. Should be Press X Start Podcast, but it's not. It's the other guy named Dunky. Do we even review games anymore, DJ? I mean, we should. We will. We will when God of War comes out. <laughs> right. Let me rephrase. We'll be jerking off God of War when it comes out. Anyway, continue. <laughs> and then we got game impressions for Wulong Fallen Dynasty. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Beta, Cyberpunk 2077, because that is back, and more on Season 6, Episode 37 of Press X to Start Podcast. What's up, everyone? I am your host, DJ, a.k.a. Sexy Vengeance. A.K.A. The Indicable D. See what I did there? Instead of saying The Incredible D, it's The Indicable D. I came up with it while watching She-Hulk. Oh, brother, this guy stinks! I'm Sean M.F. Ross. <laughs> what the MF stand for? I have no comment. <laughs> and last up. I woke up from a nap for this, so. <laughs> he woke up like this. <laughs> I'm angry. Marcus, do the thing. No. No, I don't think I will. <laughs> and now you know who we are. Press X Star Podcast is a weekly show where we talk about the latest gaming news, review the biggest games, and give you our thoughts on the games we are playing. Our goal is to expand the video game media landscape through an underserved point of view. Now, with that being said, I think we can do the thing that we always do, where we jump into the quick hits. <laughs> All right, so uh, normally, I feel like this is just becoming a thing where I'm like, normally we'll, we'll throw it over to Avery and he'll do a fantastic job with the quick kids, but then like it's like, oh, no, no, I'm going to do the first one. So instead of doing that, we're actually going to do something a little different times two, you know what I mean? We're going to react to the Last of Us trailer given to us by HBO. Uh, today is, Avery, today is Last of Us Day, correct? Yeah. Yes. And um, uh, HBO, you know, decided to give us this nice little uh, little snippet of like it's like a one minute, one minute, like ten seconds or something trailer of the show. So what we're gonna do is just we're gonna, we're gonna watch it and we're gonna it's enjoy. A, it's and a minute then... and forty eight seconds. You're looking at oh. the trailer and you made up a number. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> Gir- giraffes can't read. <laughs> I was actually I had my Discord screen up, so I couldn't actually see the number. But um, yes, Avery is correct. It is a minute and forty eight seconds. So, uh, all right, let's let's go ahead and just get into this. We'll be right back because this shit does not work for an audio podcast. Looks good to me. That was a good trailer. No release date, though. All right, well, that was a trailer. Uh, as I said, a minute and 10 seconds. Uh, I will not take that back. Um, Avery, what was your thoughts on that? Uh, 
I am excited for this show. I am just as excited as I was when it was announced with the creative team that it was announced with. Mm-hmm. I have literally just replayed this game about a week and a half ago. So yeah. it honestly just looked like the game to me. Like straight up, I didn't know, like Pedro Pascal is one of those chef kids of an actors, but I didn't know that like he could look so much like Joel in a way that like, oh man, this is perfect casting. So like, I'm like, mm-hmm. there's nothing much to say. This is going to be a fire show. And even if it's not good, it's going to be an 8 out of 10 show that I'm going to make it sound like the 10 out of 10 show. <laughs> How about you, Sean? How, oh, how was your take on this? Um, the casting looks right. The streets are complaining about uh, Ellie, but I mean, it is what it is. We, we got to give her a chance. We actually got to watch the show yeah. and see what they've done. But uh, as I said earlier, them clicker sounds, I'm glad they didn't change it. I'm glad they didn't pull a uh, M. Night Shyamalan. Like with uh, the last Airbender, thankfully oh. Neil Druckmann is on the team, and he can yeah. point out, "No, this can't be like this. No, yeah. that has to be like this." You know, like I- I'm glad they just didn't get their rights and just do whatever the hell they wanted with it. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I would say for me, I was, uh, I was probably the least excited out of the bunch for this show, and I say least excited where like everyone's like, you know, nine out of ten on the show. I'm just like like maybe like eight out of 10, mm-hmm. but like seeing this trailer, I'm just like, Oh, I'm, I'm like, I, I want this. Like, this looks really, really good. Like all the scenes they show look so lived in and so detailed. And then hey, I think they're spending 10 million an episode. It better. That's true. That is true. And then like, um, there is also, uh, like scenes in the trailer that doesn't necessarily, either it, it's not in the game or it doesn't line up with the game. So like we might be getting like flashbacks or something for like certain characters. So it seems like flashbacks just in between scenes. I mean, they got to stretch it out. Well, that's true too. That's true too. But yeah, like everything they saw in this, like I thought was great. Like I love the fact that we've seen, is this the third trailer or second trailer? This is the first trailer, my guy. The first trailer. Oh, well, the we other got one was just teaser. a teaser. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I, I like that. You know, we've finally got to see, what the clicker looks like is that the, that is a clicker right that is a clicker that's a basic yeah, okay. clicker yeah we got to see what it looks like and it's like in the middle of the screen like there is no way of obscuring what it is it's like light on it and it looks really really good so i cannot wait to see them things in action and like i just i can't wait to see like i forget what what level is in last of us but like it's one of the first time you, you meet a clicker and you're like crawling through like one of the office buildings or something and it like Ugh, it is terrifying. I can't wait to have mm-hmm. that on TV. Yeah. So yeah, um, I hope that's not in the first episode. That's a major jump. I don't think it will be. I mean, actually, no. That's a. It shouldn't be in the first episode. No, it should. I. It depends on what they're trying to do. Because me and Marcus have had this conversation multiple times, and like, how are they going to break up this narrative? Because like, yeah. if if I'm Neil and I'm getting eight hours to tell The Last of Us, a I'm not doing the entire game in one season yeah if i'm smart i'm breaking it off at the top part where ellie and joel get to the uh den of the fireflies and everyone thinks joel is dead uh that's where i'm putting putting Mm -hmm. the season break there is winter content in there so i doubt that's happening but that's me i'm also doing at least a full episode 
fuck all the haters of just Joel living his life with Sarah and Tommy before the outbreak. Yeah. And ending yeah, that episode with the outbreak. So at least you get a little bit more content. Yeah, that's Joel. what I mean. Like, you shouldn't see a clicker for a good two, three episodes at least, I would hope. Yeah. Think about everything that happens before you, you know, yeah. get to a clicker. I, I, I like the idea of when we get to Joel, like, he's having, like, a normal life. So we understand that, like, oh, this guy was a normal yeah. father. And then, like, stuff really went bad. And then maybe they do a time skip where it's just like, oh, stuff just yeah. got worse. Like, this is really bad. Yeah. Because uh, all that shit pops off with his daughter within the first 10, 15 minutes of the game. So yeah. I would oh, hope yeah. we'd be able to get more of an attachment to her to feel what he's feeling. But, right. You know. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. So, um. We'll be we'll be watching that when it comes out next year. Again, I really really hope that they release a, a release date soon, so we know like exactly when to plan for this. DJ, but... don't be one of those people. You don't need to plan for anything. It's an HBO <laughs> show. It's gonna be on HBO Max. <laughs> you can watch at your leisure of a game you've already played probably twice. DJ is living in nineteen ninety two. You got to plan the schedule around. I just want to know when this is gonna happen. You know, I just want to know when. Schedule his canasta and bridge games around the show. <laughs> Man, the whole ass child, he ain't scheduling shit. <laughs> He's waiting for her to be asleep and be like, I, I guess I got an hour. Right? <laughs> I it's scheduled for right now. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, let, let us jump back into the quick hits. All right, so what is going on now in the gaming world, Avery? I don't know, because uh, between me putting this script together and me waking up from my nap, it's everything's changed. So I got to get my bearings on what actually Donald happened Trump here. isn't president anymore. You can <laughs> right? go to sleep, and the news is still the same nap. from when you went to sleep. <laughs> right? Uh, okay. Our first story is from Kotaku.com. This is from Zach Swison. This is a follow-up from our conversation last week about GTA and GTA leaks. Uh, the story is report 17 year old arrested on suspicion of being a hacker behind GTA uh, 6 leak. Suffice to say, you hack into one of the biggest games being made right now, release a bunch of uh, ND, not even NDA content that no one was supposed to see, yep. and then try to extort Rockstar <laughs> after you're like, oh man, I didn't expect you to get this big. What the fuck are you talking about? This is like, I, okay. It, before we go into conversation, a lot of the sentiment around this was very much like, oh no, he's a 17-year-old kid. I hope this doesn't ruin his life. And I'm like, this is very much the situation to fuck around and find out. And this mm. kid clearly fucked around and found out because this isn't the first time he's done something like this. Uh, nope. Later reporting has pointed out that not only did him and whatever his hacker group was hack into Uber, they also hacked into Microsoft a while back. So this is not even like his first defense. So this is clearly something that he's just like, have everyone seen the early 90s movie Hackers? Yeah, of course. Of course, of course. This is very much a zero cool situation. Uh, Dade uh, was told not to get on this computer after getting out of probation for the big hack of his childhood. And what did he do immediately? Got on his computer, started hacking. This is what this kid sounds like. So he... Ultimately, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that he's 17 years old. This may or may not have ruined the fight. Probably won't be, because if you're this good at hacking, you're probably going to find some sort of cybersecurity job going forward, because people would yeah. love to People are saying them. he won't just yeah. because he tried to extort them. We'll see. But, like, you fucked around and found out. This isn't your first mm. offense. You can't feign, like, oh, no, I didn't know what I was doing. No, man. <laughs> yeah, people are trying to compare him to Geohot, George Hotz, the guy who uh, took down PSN Network and helped make all those 
PS custom firmwares back in the day, but uh, to my knowledge, GeoHot wasn't trying to extort people. So yeah, this is the thing is like I feel like it sucks because it's like oh man, this guy did so much damage, but in order to do this level of damage, he has to be some form of brilliant, right? So no, what... no, no, you do not. No, it's so. just social engineering, yeah. my guy. Well, yeah, I guess, I guess it, it, it wasn't hacking. him hacking yeah. into like this. It wasn't him like breaking firewalls. This was him getting yeah. into their Slack and and it's not like it's yeah. like it was it was a person who was a weak link and gave him access he right he wasn't click click click, click you know no nah. yeah yeah he he was just consistent and not necessarily uh brilliant okay i, I, I feel know. like two kicks to the nuts should be a uh, sufficient punishment <laughs> with the iron boot from um <laughs> uh boondocks if y'all remember that episode a running kick <laughs> oh man the only thing I'm kind of surprised with is how quickly they caught him. But I'm also yeah, not that him. surprised. Like, the FBI got involved. Like, it, it was a big thing. So, you know. It is what it is, right? Yes. All right, is, number three. It is what it is. Okay, cool beans. <laughs> uh, yes, this is from EA officially. This is them announcing that Marvel Entertainment and Motive Studio team up for all-new Iron Man video game. Uh, which... I'm genuinely excited. Mm, no, I'm gonna <laughs> like the the easy joke and answer to be like, "Oh man, it's EA, fuck them." But this is me sitting here being like, "I play Apex Legends all the time. I love yeah. a lot of EA games. They do a lot of good work. I've never been on the EA is the worst company in the world that makes bad games hype train that a lot of gamers are on. Like they yeah. are not a great company in the long and short of it. But like, let's be honest, who is a good company in the video game space that we can all like? Even CD Projekt Red, who gave me a handwritten note in my copy of Witcher 3, has fucked me when it came to Cyberpunk. So like, and who is a good... Naughty Dog. <laughs> Naughty Dog went through an entire crunch culture thing. Insomniac yeah. then. And, it, and Insomniac put out <laughs> a series of bad games that we're all just forgetting about because they weren't... Remember? The period between uh, Sunset Overdrive and then up until they got acquired by PlayStation, is uh, a fuse. Is a sort yeah, of uh, okay. I mean, they tried a landscape of bad insomniac products are sort of overshadowed by their PlayStation offerings. Fuse could have been something. They just effed up somewhere. I think. I think. Uh, I don't remember the exact. Well, blame EA on this because EA's marketing said, "Hey, your Overwatch looking game, it's not going to sell. So make it look like a Battlefield game, but keep the Overwatch aesthetic, but make it look like a, a Battlefield game." Mm. All I'm saying is, so like, my interpretation of this is that like, I don't give a shit about Iron Man. Mm-hmm. I've never been an Iron Man fan. He's never been the exciting Marvel character to me at all. So like, in the grand scheme of Avery Williams, biggest Marvel fan, you guys know, I'm not capable for an Iron Man game unless they go batshit out of the wall and do like some of the more batshit Iron Man stories with this. But I doubt it. Yeah, yeah I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not excited for this at all. And it's not even just because. Oh, EA doesn't, you know, EA is a bad company and I, I'm not even I'm not even on that. Like I'm I'm not excited for this because I know I mean, I guess there's a slim possibility that they talk to Bioware and they like kind of I'm hoping that they start from Anthem mm-hmm. and they just kind of take the flying off of Anthem and it's like, "All right, we'll we'll work from this as a base and then create this Iron Man game." Because I feel like 
for all of Anthem's issues, for all of Anthem's like lack of content and problems, the one thing that everyone praised it for was that, oh, this feels like an Iron Man game. And for EA to say, hey, we're making an Iron Man game, and they don't pull off at least the one good thing about Anthem, yeah. it's just, I don't know. But I'm also not confident that EA would do something as progressive as that. So, I don't even know. And then, also, Motive has only created Star Wars games, I believe. And they've only created, like, three games or something like that. So, they worked, I thought... Well, they worked with uh, Criterion to build Star Wars. They, they made a single player to Star Wars Battlefront 1, which... Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Battlefield 2, player, okay. which is okay. The issue with it is that, like, it's a collection of the game, like, multiplayer maps with story content bolted mm-hmm. on. So, they didn't really build yep. much content. And then the game's big selling point was, oh, you're going to play from the Imperial perspective. Ha, psych. You're Imperial for like three missions, and then you switch to the uh, to the, the Rebels because you don't see space Nazis for that long. Uh, <laughs> they did Star Wars Squadrons, which I hear nothing but uh, high praise on, and they're working on a Dead yep. Space remake, which I'm hearing nothing but good things about its development. So it's, it's not like this is a... Well, they don't have any, like proven bangers like oh man this is going to be awesome on pedigree this isn't them being like hmm, why are we giving this game to bloober team situation right yeah okay we'll just wait and see yeah this is wait and see of the two ea marvel games being made this is the one i'm the least interested in but it's also the game that probably will have the better chance of being good if that makes sense mm. uh so this is it's a very interesting story it's a story in multiple parts I'm a fan of Twitch and the platform. I spend way too much time on Twitch as a platform. So it's been a weird two weeks, I'll mm-hmm. say, for Twitch as an entertainment brand. So this is a story from Kotaku, this is from Patricia Hernandez. Twitch bans major gambling sites after streamers threaten strike. Now, this all started at shit camp two and a half weeks ago when the juicer, XQC, refused to go to shit camp. What is, what is shit camp? Shitcamp is a group of streamers, uh, Hassan, Ludwig, who got together under the banner of Cutie Cinderella, TSM streamer, and all around just like, I guess, event planner for streamers on Twitch. They're just, mm. just like, like uh, let's all collaborate and do have fun activities and do a camp. Yeah. XUC was invited, didn't want to go. For some reason, he just didn't want to talk about, but could have easily said to these people, but chose not to. He just said, fuck it, and didn't go at the last second. So he, he ruined the part of shit camp. Then E-Rob got banned for threatening to beat up one of his uh, Twitch chatters uh, at TwitchCon. Literally said uh, uh, something to the equivalent of, I will fade you at TwitchCon next time I see you. Now, there's oh. conjecture that he knows this chatter. It's like a regular chatter, like how oh, we're bullying each other. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but okay. Twitch straight banned him for like a full month. Whoa. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Flash forward, XQC is getting hot. He's getting a lot of heat from everyone. Because like, He's doing his XQC thing of like, I'm insane and everyone just has to deal with me. And he's not being okay. forthright about everything. Turns out he didn't go to shit camp because he broke up with his girlfriend who was at shit camp. But instead of telling mm-hmm. everyone, hey man, personal reasons, he lied and said, I'm not going because this one dude who said who wasn't going a month and a half ago isn't going. And that guy said, oh. X, is, uh, X, X is making up shit. So he had this big two hour meltdown with his ex-girlfriend on Twitch. It was insane. It was like drama. And, and people paid for this, probably. People probably. Oh, yeah, he had 120,000 people watching him 
publicly melt down the Vivek's girlfriend. Insane. Oh, that was part oh, one of this entire Twitch escalade that involved Twitch branding game. <laughs> Immediately after that, a Twitch streamer named Slicker from the UK was revealed to be scamming most of the Twitch uh, top 1% streamers for money to feed his gambling addiction. And a small group of streamers who've been trying to ban gambling on Twitch took that story and ran with it and said, hey man, Twitch, mm. ban gambling. The two stories have nothing involved with each other. Like, yeah. uh, Flickr wasn't using, he wasn't even uh, using slots or casino games. He was betting on tennis and shit and losing money. So they weren't even involved, but they used that heat to get Twitch to ban gambling. And wow. it's one of those okay. moments where, because this is not even the best part of the story, because it gets even better. <laughs> uh, so they, they went on uh, a streamer named Mythkiff, had like a, I, I like to call this a clout stream, clout drama mm-hmm. stream, where he just got Slicker on, uh, he streamed a conversation talking about all of Slicker's crimes, and like Flicker came on, and some of the people Flicker scammed came on, and it was like a whole thing where it's just like, ah, oh, this is bad, gambling is bad. Flicker, you're a monster. This woman is, she needed money for chemotherapy and you scammed her out of money. Like, this is insane. How do you give up your chemo money, though? I mean, what? He has video, it's it's a whole thing. Like, it was him being like, hey man, my life's in shambles right now. I need a little bit of money. We're close friends. I help you out, things like that. I'm a 1% person on Twitch. You know I'm good for it. I'm gonna take the money. You're gonna get it back. Wow. So, Twitch is banned gambling. Twitch is not in a good place financially. Yeah. Even though they're being owned by Amazon, Amazon expects Twitch to make money, and Twitch in its current uh, current form isn't making money, and instead of trying to build programs to make the platform better and or lean up their staff so they don't burn as much money as possible, they're going in other avenues that we'll talk about later. But yeah. Sounds like they're sticking their head in the sand. Yeah, so they took this momentum for the Flickr situation, got Twitch to ban gambling, and then the gambling streamers got fucking pissed. They're like, how dare you come at us for our money? I'm fucking train wrecks. I spend 30 hours of my day losing money gambling. Why get paid a million dollars to just gamble on stream? But I mean, you have to know that that job market or genre is kind of volatile and can crumble at any moment. Here's, here's the one thing I will, I'll say about this mm-hmm. while they're not connected. They are connected because the, most gambling streamers have gambling addictions and they, and they just don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. I don't got no sympathy. Yeah. Most people don't get paid to do that stupid shit. Like, like. So it gets, uh, it gets banned. Twitch, this is a double-edged sword of situations. It shows that like the collective power of the, high, the 1% on Twitch can get shit done for the platform. It is, right. however, a depending on what your priority skew situation of why didn't you do X, Y, and Z when we needed it X, Y, and Z ago? Yeah. So situation. I think a lot of people pulled out like when there was a bunch of hate raids and stuff happening, like why Twitch didn't really move and stuff. Yeah. So and why, that why, makes why, sense. Yeah. Why not those people use that power then? And for the most part, it's because it a didn't affect them, and mm-hmm. b they couldn't uh, farm drama and cop from it. Yeah, which is yeah. it is what it is, but it's whatever. So Twitch got a rare W uh, in that they banned uh, gambling. Gambling still evolves on the site. You can sports bets and other things are a fine, but for the most part, you can't be on stream playing slots 
from like third party like offshore uh, uh, websites that are like not regulated and yeah. can't be sponsored and things like that. So it is what it is, but it, it essentially killed a giant market on Twitch uh, for a lot of gambling addicts on all the platform. Mm-hmm. So it's a positive. Uh, then they hit you with the common Twitch L and that the next day, literally not even the next day, hours in the middle of the night, yeah. they put out a press conference saying that, hey man, so uh, we're changing the way our uh, revenue split works, uh, <laughs> which is... Cowardly. Oh my God. They think, like, where, where do you think we're going to make the money back from, huh? It's not going to be from our pocket. <laughs> it's one of those things well, like, if you read, okay, so I'll I'll read at least the headline for the next part of the story because this is also this is from Eurogamer. This is from uh, Ed Nightingale. Twitch addresses revenue split for streamers declining to change 50-50 split. So, if you were a one percent streamer on Twitch, like someone who is valuable, Twitch off like the standards for people on Twitch for subs and a lot of other content is fifty fifty, which you can argue is good or bad or, or, or not. I don't necessarily care, but yeah. I'm not spending my entire life on Twitch, so I don't really know how much that really affects you. I do know, because I did a lot of Twitch math, that like if you were making 2K in subs, you're making about 5K a month. You were just clearing 5K a month in just uh, revenue, mm-hmm. which is frankly not That's a not lot. That's average. That's not about a lot. Uh, 70,000 a year. Yeah. Which is, yeah. Which is not a lot. This is your only job, but like I've paid attention to a lot of uh, esports athletes. So like you're also signed on a contract and making that type of money. So it's like it's it's multiple chains of revenue. So like it's the thing. However, if you want the top people, they offered you a 70-30 split where you got seventy and they took thirty because you're bringing so much traffic, you're bringing them so much money through ads, things like that. Well, Twitch has gone back and said, "Hey man, it costs a lot of money to keep our website afloat." Amazon's not giving us a discount on any of the content that we use, which ironically is content that Amazon took from Twitch when they bought Twitch and is now selling to other people. And so for every streamer out there, for like 99%, this does not matter to you. Yeah. Because you didn't have a 70-30 split. Right. But if you were one of the top 0.1% streamers who had the 70-30 split, Sometime next year, your split's going to 50-50 if you make over 100K a year in mm-hmm. Twitch revenue. So it's like, uh... I, I, I'm, torn, I, I'm torn on this because like from a pure like looking out for the people who are on Twitch, this sucks. Yeah. But from like yeah. my eye as someone who just consumes Twitch, this is one of them, I don't necessarily see the big the deal. problem. The yeah. big problem. You're making 100k on Twitch. They're taking money from that. I guess there are other considerations of, that Twitch is putting in there to offset it. But it's like neither here or there. It's just the main point of contention is that 50-50 split. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it is kind of hard because it it is a thing of like, man, you are making a lot of money off of Twitch, and they're only taking 30. percent So it's like, you know, if they're in dire straits then you know they're they're going to ask for more money to keep the platform afloat so you can continue making your money but at the same time like if you have balanced your books if this is your only job you have set all of your like um finances at that 70 and 30 split like that's gonna suck a lot it's like 
I mean, no at that point, though, you're self-employed and you need to put in mechanisms to protect yourself from a quote-unquote economic downturn that you can't control. Yeah, this right. would be an example of something like that. I would hope, even if this is your main job, you're not putting all your eggs in one basket. You're not spending every last dollar. Right. But... These are young folks. I mean, we're young folks, whatever. But I'm not a young folk. I am. I am older than most of the people. Hey, 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 in case I'm you are on Twitch, you. you're wondering what you could do now to make money. Um, I've seen this on TikTok a lot. If you get a life insurance policy, right? <laughs> I, I see that thing I mean, all the time, and it just I mean, so annoying. But this is. This is like when OnlyFans was talking about dropping all their adult content and everybody started dropping new websites to be the replacement for OnlyFans. Like, That's true. Well, here's, here's this, the big difference between OnlyFans and Twitch. Uh-huh. OnlyFans is still a nascent website that's still relative. It's popular, but it's not mm-hmm. like the only thing. Sir, it's like it doesn't have the monopoly on that idea because it's also competing yeah. with other porn sites and things like that. Twitch yeah. is even for the though, most part. Yeah, yeah, even though YouTube is a bigger platform, Twitch is and, the premier live stream platform. And, and so, Facebook like, gaming. Let's not forget them. Like, it's gonna take. <laughs> they're closing that down, by the way. <laughs> they're closing the app down. We'll see the close Facebook gaming <clears throat> down. We'll see. Yeah, it's gonna take YouTube gaming like maybe five to ten years to get to yeah. Twitch's level. In terms Unless of like there's a mass exodus. Yeah. Well, even like even the mass exodus. If there's a mass exodus of your top 10% of uh, content creators. It depends on if they want to go to YouTube because YouTube not, isn't necessarily yeah, YouTube, like, like the, the better is, of the two. YouTube and its current state right now isn't capable of giving you the deals you would get on, yeah. on Twitch. Yeah. Like in the long run, moving to YouTube right now would probably make the most sense. But like you're not getting the bag that Ludwig got. You're not getting the bag that Myth got. You're not getting the bag... You didn't jump the, out early. Yeah. Of the Valkyrie right. or Beast Elite people got. So, like, it's. They're not getting a deal that we got. Man, we're not even an affiliate. So. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't get the deal we got because they got a deal. <laughs> so yeah. So that was anyway. the. So that was the part two of the entire Twitch debacle. Part three, I'm not going to talk about here because it's not really revealed. Uh, it's not even gaming adjacent it's actually legitimately fucked up i kind of don't want to talk about it but you can find it on our patreon <laughs> on the five t- five dollar level where i will break down how fucked twitch got lord <laughs> oh we're, we're working on a patreon folks we're working on it right. we just, uh, <laughs> got we'll some things it. working in the background we're moving and then uh, next story is from Kotaku.com as well. This is from Isaiah Colbert. Xbox launches Project Amplify to address gaming's desperate need for more black developers. Project Amplify aims to magnify the voices of black folks working at Xbox and inspire the next generation of developers. And that's all I Yeah, have. this is really... <laughs> uh, this, is, this is actually really cool, and it's really nice to see that Xbox is continuing to do stuff like this because uh, I think... Either last year or the year before, we kind of talked about the um, blacks at Xbox. Yeah, that. Yeah. And it is like, again, it's just nice to see Microsoft actually take a focus to like, you know, developers of color, black developers. And 
at least attempt to do something for them. You know, I don't I didn't really get to follow uh, Blacks at Xbox to see exactly what that really resulted in. But, you know, it, it's cool that we're getting this before February. I think they just like making announcements. Uh, I, I mean, it, and that's, that's another thing, too. It's like, how what what's the result of this? Like, where do we see the actual like fruits of this quote unquote labor? I think Avery? I, I don't have many thoughts about this because it's very much a very Xbox centric topic. And mm-hmm. I think I've made it relatively clear that I'm not well, I am aware of goings on over at Microsoft academically. I'm not drilled in scholastically of the inner nature of the Xbox to like give you like a bird's eye view of really what this means. Though it is another PR feather in their cap in regards to them going forward in every move and j- things that they make in regards yeah. to courting of uh, relationships. It's a good feather on the cap. It's why I put this in here because this is one of those I think legitimately like if this is as straightforward as I think it is, it is one of those legitimate W's of Xbox. But we'll see what that means going forward. Because in my head, this is like, does this mean we're going to elevate more leadership? Or does this just mean we're going to have more people of color working at these uh, studios, but who aren't front wave focused? Or does this mean we're going to build more black-led studios at Xbox? Or I don't necessarily know what it means. And I'm interested to see where this goes going forward and how loud Xbox is going to be about it as a yeah opportunity yeah so real quick i just kind of read the article on kotaku and um essentially xbox agrees saying only two percent of professionals in the video game industry are black compared to 13 percent of the u.s population so that two percent is they're busy committing 50 percent of the crime (laughs) the crime of not getting hired you know what i mean (laughs) but yeah like that that two percent is in nowhere aligned with the thirteen percent population of, yeah. of you know African Americans in the U.S. So that definitely needs to change. And again, it is nice to see that Xbox is at least, even if this happens to just be a marketing beat to kind of kind of get more eyes on Xbox, more Black developers to look at Xbox in a different way. Mm-hmm. Like all that is still better than nothing at all. So I say yay for Xbox. Now PlayStation, what are you going to do? I mean, I don't, I don't expect. I had stuff here about PlayStation, but I didn't DJ delete everything. So, oh, did I? <laughs> it's gone. That's <laughs> why I was so confused when I woke up. <laughs> Wait, is it the uh, PlayStation execs reiterate PlayStation believes in premium release first? I don't know. I had a bunch of stuff here that was it's all gone now, but oh, we can move I'm on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well. Uh... <laughs> uh, hey there, listener. Um. You know, we're not perfect. You know, sometimes we make mistakes. Uh, but you, you shouldn't make a mistake. What you should do is like this podcast, um, subscribe to our channel, and then hit the notification bell. Because if you do that, you won't be making a mistake on us and your future watching us. So you want to make sure that you have a future watching our content. Um, yeah, I think, I think uh, once you do that, you know, you, you'll be cool. You'll be great. And then uh, you can, oh, that's the thing you can do. You can pause this podcast. You can leave a review for us, and we will read the review on here. And it will be amazing because it will be coming right from your mouth. Well, I guess from your fingers, but I know. Yeah, anyways, do that. We'll appreciate it. Thanks. All right, let's get back to this. Yes. Okay, cool beans. Uh, our next story this is another one from Kotaku.com. Just uh, FYI, why we got a lot of Kotaku.com stories. Uh, when I'm building the dock, I go, I first 
go through every uh, uh, news story that we post in our individual Slack that people bring up, and I do the eye test. Is this website an actual <laughs> website, or is this website a weird website trying to get traffic for SEOs and stuff? I know, I know sometimes everyone just pulls up the Google and it auto-tells them a bunch of news <laughs> from video games, and it's like, it doesn't give a shit where the site's from. It's just pulling out the SEO. <laughs> and then at the end of that, I look through all these news, and every once in a while, I'll see a story that I think is good, but I'm not reading it. <laughs> XboxNumberOneFan.com. That's never going to happen. So I look for more reliable source. And what ends up happening is, more recently, a lot of IGN, a lot of VGC, uh, and a lot of Kotaku.com stories. That's end up why we get that mix of them. Uh, mm. So there's that disclaimer, as I read this Kotaku.com story. Uh, YouTuber confesses to secretly being gaming industry leaker after getting caught. This is in the, uh, reference to uh, a YouTuber known as Dan Allen Gaming, who was in his public life was a, uh, I believe a Ubisoft focused YouTuber, but his private life was a uh, industry leaker who was consistently leaking Ubisoft content. And he was outed when he actually, in his leaker account, responded to someone who was trying to talk to his public facing account and his private leaker account, revealing the connection and then everything popped off from there. (laughs) Embarrassing. <laughs> Absolutely embarrassing. I, I mean, like, I don't really got much to say other than like this is just hilarious. And he just he he should have kept his accounts in order, but he didn't, and he uh, he made a mistake. He messed up, and his whole thing is blown. Marcus, play you do anything but clout. <laughs> Even insane about the clout thing is that like this wasn't him leaking stuff as Dan Allen Gaming. This was him uh-huh. leaking stuff as a completely separate entity that had no connection to him at all. So it's like, it's it's like, yeah, he still like, had he still had clout though under that secret account. He still felt some type of power. But like, I don't see how, he can't use that clout. It doesn't matter. Yeah, doesn't matter. It's I, like uh, being a peeping tom or some shit. I don't know. Oh, I know. You, it, you know it, what you're doing. Is it just the intention though? Because yeah. people are going to be like, oh, I wonder what that account's going to say. Like, you know, I wonder. Is, if- my, my, my issue with it, Sean, is that, like, it's me. I'm a hardworking, uh, I guess, video game pundit trying to get my name out there. Oh, I have access to secret information? I'll leak it as my normal self or for some roundabout way. So I can use that to build clout to the thing that's going to make me money instead nah, of. You don't leak it as yourself. You just use I mean, your secret sources to get info. You can't. You, he signs NDAs. You can't leak it as himself. But I think I think Avery would just touched on something that's really important. Like, there's no way the guy's making money off of this, so mm-hmm. it is just for like personal reasons. It's like that personal high that he's getting it, like, by doing this. People like upvotes, man. You're not wrong though. That that could definitely be the case too. It's just like, oh my god, like I leaked this thing and it's it's doing so well. Like, <laughs> you never know. I was gonna make a joke. But I don't. I don't want to make a joke. About it. Yeah, <laughs> it's the definition of cringe. It's it's. I already dislike leaker culture in general. Mm-hmm. It's just like, hey man, just let these people get their shit out and let us all judge at the same time. Like, I don't need to know that you know these things at all. This doesn't really help anyone but you, and you're not even using that clout to do anything good. If that makes sense. Yeah. 
Except for Jeff Grubb. He's actually making money off of linking stuff, <laughs> which I find hilarious. Jeff Grubb is a journalist, which means he's actively doing work instead of like yep. what most leakers are doing. And I, I, I got some information randomly somehow, and now I'm uh, going to leak it for profit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway. Our final story, I guess, is, and our, I guess our biggest story of the day is from, uh, once again, Kotaku.com. This is from Ethan Gotch. Video game donkey. Donkey. I'm a dunk. I was born outside. YouTuber's biggest video game reviewer now wants to sell them. So Dunky is a popular video game reviewer who I've never seen a single video before. But okay. I know, Thank you. But I, 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 I know him in the context of other video game reviewers talking about his work and content. Like I've heard him okay. I've heard anecdotally who he is. But Dunky has started out his own publishing company called Big Mode Games, where he wants to use his taste as a video game, not even a journalist, not really a pundit but a personality to help people make their games. Okay, DJ, you can now go whatever rant you've got. So I respect, okay, I, I'll say I've never heard of Dunkey before. I have followed games for, at this point, I guess, uh, a, 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 almost a majority of my life, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, I've never heard of this guy. Again, you know, YouTube is huge, so you, you could miss like a giant like star and just not understand or not realize that, oh, this guy, he, he pulls in millions of views. He talks about yeah, video games. There's a, and you're there's just a like, ridiculous amount of content. Yeah, exactly. Like, you, you don't, you're not going to know everything. But I don't want to be super critical of this guy because I don't know his breadth of work. And he's been doing reviews for a long time. So he's not just kind of talking out of thin air about like, yeah, you know, I've played these games. I've reviewed these games. I've... You know, the viewpoints I have is built off of experience playing these games. So I do have a level of credibility when it comes to, oh, this is probably not going to work in a game or this will probably work in a game. At the same time, though, I do feel some kind of way uh, the fact that he's like, yeah, you know, I, I think I can do this. And and usually when we get examples like that, it doesn't necessarily work out. But like, again, I don't know his content and I don't necessarily want to be I don't want to come off as negative because you know mm-hmm. he might have us on our channel for you know whatever reason because we're cool you know we're all cool. not actually be negative we might get featured in one of his videos <laughs> hey, <go> off, <laughs> start a beat but yeah it, it's it's you know if he thinks he can do it like try we can see what comes from it like if he yeah. pulls like really good games it's like okay cool like his viewpoints or his experience is actually paying off for him but like if it doesn't work out and it fails and it is just like all right, well, you know, now we know. Now he knows. So, I don't know. Uh, Sean, do you have anything to say? I have never heard of this dude. Okay. <laughs> I am of two minds when it comes to Dunkey, because the immediate uh, response, there are three avenues of response. There was the video game pundit uh, journalism. We've been working in actual, like, video games, video games for a while, being like, this sounds like the most insane entitled thing I've ever seen. Like, yeah. the idea that, oh, you, how would I say this? That, because you've played a lot of games, you know more about game design than other people is an insane point to go on. And his entire video sort of plays into that idea. And without having not watched any of Dunkey's content, I couldn't tell you this is his actual like personality or like, like this is just him trolling or like this is him being dead ass serious. And like, I know more than other people because I play a lot of games, which is like, I think is a good trait to have in someone who makes games. I don't think he's a 
good tastemaker. Like, I'll be, I'll keep it a sack with a bunch of you guys. I love y'all to death. Some of y'all have awful video game opinions, and I just have to deal with it. And, like, if you told me you were making games based on your opinions, I'm like, that's not a game I think I would like to play, or most people want to play, because it's hypering in on your video game opinions. There's a whole fucking spectrum of what this can fucking mean. But at the end of the day, the one positive thing that he has is that he's a giant-ass name. Which yeah. means that if he puts his name on content, it's going to get eyes. Now, is he just publishing games or is he helping make games? Because there's it's something easy. It's easy to go give people a blank check and say, I believe in what you're going to do, make a game. But is he actually trying to get his hands in development? And then publishing is a super fucking hard thing to do. Like someone could show you. Oh yeah. Someone could show you a great concept. And that great concept could be ass. Or someone could show you an ass concept and you could be like, I'm going to try and ape Donkey's voice. Uh, apologize if I don't get it wrong, but this has how he, he sounds in my head. Uh, someone could show you this looks like a ripoff of The Last of Us, a bad game that's a past case of other bad games. I want no part of this. And that game could go on to be, I don't know, The Last of Us. It's really hard in the early stages of games to really see what it's all about and so as we've seen with the gta 6 leak where a bunch of developers are showing the early stages of their game and like look this looks like ass until we polish it off and finish it yep it's yep it's hard that's a good bullshit i sort of took umbrage in in his video which i think makes sense but i don't like it as an idea it's like i played a lot of games i know what's a good game what's a bad mechanic and what's like Hey man, a bad mechanic to you might be a great mechanic to other people. Yep. And like, it's, it's so subjective. It's entirely subjective. And there's also the ethicalness of him being a video game YouTuber who's now going to be making games. Like, I don't necessarily think that's a good look. No. It's, um, it's, 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 what is it called? Uh, it's the same thing as a person who, who, who like, a developer who buys stocks in game development. What what is that called? Insider trading. Insider. No, not insider. Conflict well, of interest. Guess, yeah, yeah. Conflict of interest. Like that's yeah. that's kind of yeah, because he can market his own stuff. And I'm like, okay, so you you you're one of those people who hates microtransactions and battle passes and things like that. That's cool. You've made those points clear. Some games need those to survive. Are you just gonna say, all right, we don't need this? So this game that you've made has to has to sell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, he, he's basically opened up a giant can of worms for himself, especially with the people who have followed him and, you know, hang on his, you know, all of his opinions. So it is going to be a thing of him balancing, okay, well, that's the thing that I said, like, now that I'm actually in the industry, I don't think I can necessarily follow through with that because of financial reasons. But again, we will see what comes of this. Got to be solvent. Yeah. You got anything else to say, Avery? No. I um I, I don't want to be like to DJ's earlier point, I don't want to be overly negative. Like the idea of him using whatever influence he has to come out and make more games is something that's infinitely valuable in the video game space, especially when it comes to indie games. My only sort of concern to concede is that like this very much sounds like I have no confidence in this succeeding in a meaningful way. And I don't know enough about Dunky to be like, okay, 
He's gonna his first game's gonna come out two to three years from now. Not be great. Does he have the wherewithal to keep pushing forward and keep refining when he does and trying to be a publisher? Because like it's going to be a hard road. And yeah, yeah, I I totally agree. Like I I'll even before we um jump to what we've been playing, I'll even say like what I do like and like you know Greg Miller right? He say constantly how games need to have trophies in it and I, I like his perspective in terms of yeah he's reviewed a ton of games in his his entire career right he's played a ton of games in his life but he is just focused on one aspect of i guess game design or like you know uh, whatever but like he's just focused on trophies so him saying like yeah you know contact me and i can help you put trophies in the game because i hunt for trophies and i love trophies yeah. so that's the they thing i'm passionate sell. about Better. Yeah, versus like, yeah, I'm going to publish games. It's like you're going to get you're going to get flooded with all kinds of games, like games you have familiarity with and games you don't. And it's like it can't just be one person that is making that decision. So I don't know, man. I don't know. Well, my last thought is that it's him and his partner uh, oh. in charge of the group. So like, what's going to be the staff like? Because like. Yeah. If you're just a two-person publisher, I'm like, I need, yeah. I need a bit more of a support. You know what I mean? You have veterans, like, <laughs> like yeah, this isn't he like big mode pop. game, and he he had an entire executive suite of like, oh man, the Jade Raymonds of the world joining up with big mode games, like yeah. people like the John Drake's of the world, people with like experience. I'd be like, you know what, this could really work. But he's like, nah, man. Right now, just me and my partner. And we want you to come to us, and we'll help you make your games. And I'm like, okay. I'm also thinking, like, I know he he's done a lot of, well on YouTube, but like, how much money do you have to be able to foot the bill for like good video yeah. games? Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people are going to be waiting to see how this ekes out, and there's going to be stories coming from this. Yeah, it's interesting. All right. Um. Well. That has been the quick hits. And before we get into what we've been playing, we have a word from our sponsors. It's us. Hey there. Have you been enjoying this episode? You have? Great. Well, if you're listening to the podcast, then do us a favor and leave us a review on the podcast platform you're using. If you're watching this, then like the video, subscribe to our channel, and hit the bell so you won't miss out on any of our future videos. Check out pressx2start.com to find information about us, the podcast, links to all of our social media channels, and to join our Discord. Thanks so much. We appreciate your support. Now back to the podcast. And we are back. Now it is time for us to talk about the games we are playing. DJ. Hey, what's up? What have you been playing? I, well, first, thank you, DJ, for asking me what I've been playing. I really appreciate it. I have been playing a demo. I guess, uh, essentially, I guess two demos, right? I have been playing a demo called Wulong Fallen Dynasty. Um, neither of you guys uh, played this demo, right? No. no, no I, you, we already know how my, my, my view you on demos, demos is I'm not going to play it. I'm not going to download this shit to my console. I'm not going to go through my games and be like, here's your 15 demos. I'm just like, I can't even access it after the fact. It's entirely useless. If I'm already interested in the game, I'll play it at release. 
And I'll give you my impression for that. I'm ready to lose money, motherfuckers. In the Ferrari, a Jaguar, switching four lanes on the top down, screaming out, money ain't a thing. Bubble hard in the double law, flashing the rings with the window crack, holla back, money ain't a thing. Whatever it is, it's a problem, but I am committed to video games. I got nothing else right now, guys. Just be thankful he's not committed to coke. I haven't seen my friends in six months. <laughs> but you see us every week. <laughs> Don't y'all, my friends. They know who they are. <laughs> now I'll be sending friendship requests to my real friends. They know who it is. Checks up PSN. Oh, twisted. <laughs> um. Okay. So yeah. Um. First, before I talk about this game, I want to talk about my experience, like finding this thing to download. And it has been a complete cluster fuck. So I, I went to PSN. I went to download this game. I typed in woo and I got nothing. I typed in long. I got nothing. I'm like, what? Where the fuck is this game? Like, what's happening here? I had to go on Google and type in Wulong Fallen Dynasty. And I had to go from my phone onto the PlayStation Store to download the demo on my console that I was sitting in front of. I don't know what the hell is wrong. They were trying with this. to promote the app more. That's what that was. I, you, they did. They nailed it. And they nailed it because I went. I had to Wait, go to my. Where you messed up is that you should have typed in Wu Tang into the thirty six chambers. <laughs> That's all Wu Tang Long Dynasty. <laughs> like I said I have no experience with downloading this demo, but this definitely yeah. sounds like a PlayStation uh, Store yeah. issue, which I've had for ages. That yes. Yeah, it's nothing to do with this their, demo. Yeah, the searchability on their store is incredibly bad. And like, even if you know what you're looking for, it will be the last thing to show up as you type it in. You can type in the entire name, and sometimes it won't show yeah, up. Exactly. <laughs> like sometimes I'll look for a game, and it will show me the DLC for that game before the actual game itself. Yes. That's it's so fucking bad, but I love oh it. God. I'm addicted to it. Mark, <laughs> play the Tyler One clip. You know what it is. I'm fucking addicted, so I can't quit. <laughs> Oh God. <laughs> so, all right. So I I finally got the demo. I played it, and I I spent maybe about maybe about three hours in total with this demo. Um, when I first started, I had all of the pangs of Elden Ring in terms of oh God, I'm gonna have to figure out how this like combat system works. I'm gonna have to get like accustomed to dodging in this game and learning how to parry in this game and, and and understanding the frames and all that crap that I had to like inundate myself with Elden Ring before I was like able to really like push through that game. Yeah. Mind you, I said I only played three out of this, so I didn't even get a chance to really do any much of, of that. What I did do was play the tutorial of this and I found the tutorial very interesting. Now, this game, if you look at the game, it looks very much so like a PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3 character action game where you're like hacking and slashing and you're just kind of cutting through people and then you kind of move on to the next person. Mm -hmm. It has the look of that, but then if you actually look at the damage you're doing, like you're doing like chip damage. And that's where it kind of threw me off because I felt like I'm doing more, I'm doing more work than what I'm like 
the the results the that out, I'm getting. Yeah, output and the input ain't matching. Yeah, yeah, and it it felt like it didn't feel good. Like as much grief and stuff as I give Elden Ring, I think that they did a good job of like Making if you're a weak powerful. character. Yeah, yeah, like you don't you don't really you're not really like doing super strong attacks. And even like when you are doing a, a, an attack that actually affects the the enemy, you see that and it feels like good. I, I didn't really get that from Wulong. Um, I ended up looking at other demos and seeing. Oh, go ahead, Avery. No, like you bring up Elden Ring a lot, and there is a lot of DNA in Wulong uh, because it's from basically everything I've heard about from this game. It's a it's essentially Neo three. Yeah, but yeah, uh, Team Ninja is the Ninja Gaiden team. So mm-hmm. essentially, they're not like they're they make character action games with the difficulty of an Elden yeah. Ring. They operate on different. But similar wavelengths. Yeah, they got like a different DNA. I got, I got, I got, I got. Yeah. I'll also say that um, I, for a long time, I've hated Ninja Gaiden. I, I think I probably still do hate Ninja Gaiden because that one dude with the nunchucks beat my ass. And I'm like, I'm a goddamn ninja. How dare you hurt me? first like boss. It was the first boss. Yes, you're absolutely right, Avery. I put that game down. I said, I'm never touching this stupid game again. <laughs> I went back to Jesse Radio Future. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, like I, uh, I think the game, I think objectively, the game is good. It gives you a lot of different combat options. Like you have like really, really cool counters and like you can do a bunch of different stuff. And it's like really cool when it's really flashy, but it didn't feel for me and like, you know, the type of games that I like type games like playing, like it didn't feel that great to me. And then I, I ran into like a couple of like weird, weird issues where uh, if you catch someone in a counter and you do like an attack, you do like a special attack where the screen changes and you're like, you're doing like a special attack essentially, right? The enemy, if there's another enemy around, they can hit you out of that special attack. Mm-hmm. And that just feels realistic wrong to me. Yeah, because it's like, even the camera is like, hey, look, this is going to be a cool thing. And then some other dude's like, ah, fuck you. And it's just like, I mean, why? Like, why do you even change the camera? I mean, yeah, it's like real life, but you're also fighting like hulked out looking tiger head things that will eat you, eat your whole body. Anyways, um, I don't you're, know. You're just I, I don't wishing think they I'm... would follow traditional martial arts rules and wait their turn to get their ass kicked. Exactly. Exactly. Sean. <laughs> Dance around in a exactly. circle. <laughs> I admire the old ways. But um, yeah, overall, it, it was it was fine. I think. Again, as Avery said, like, you know, its roots are in Neo, its roots are in Ninja Gaiden. And I, I never played Neo. I kind of wanted to play Neo. I don't know how I feel after playing this if I would have a good time in Neo, but I think yeah. we still, as much as I harp on from soft games and those type of games, we all just need to agree that as a genre, it's just not for everyone. That's true. That's true. That's true. And it's not forced itself into something that we're not into anymore. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah, I, I I tried this game because I liked the aesthetic of it and I thought that was cool. But I think after playing the demo, like my heart's going to be in Ronin Rise of the... No, Rise of the Ronin, right? Rise of the Ronin? Yeah. So yeah, my heart's going to be there. So whenever that comes out, I'm going to be, you know, all eyes on that. And of course, Ghost of Shima too. Uh, the other game I played was Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Beta, my guys. Um... You know, they they ran the beta for the weekend. During the week, it was closed, and they opened the beta back up again. 
uh, this past weekend, they had the invasion mode, which is like their big team battle kind of thing. It's like 20 versus 20. Um, I don't really got too much to say other than I had a great time playing this mode. And it was a thing of me running into the open field and, of course, getting sniped by Mr. Sir Kills a lot or whatever the guy's name was. And then, you know, spawning with my team and being like, all right, that wasn't the right thing to do. And then I ran out to another field and I got sniped again. I was like, all right, that that definitely wasn't it. And it was just kind of that. And then eventually, like, I kind of found the groove and I was like, oh, this is really cool. And I think for me, my main problem with Battle Royale games and why I never really stick with them is that I like being in the action. But then if you're always in the action in Battle Royale games, most likely you're dead, right? Because that's when you feel alive. That's when you feel alive. <laughs> you drop, when you drop into fucking when you're on World's Edge and you drop into Frag East and you just happen to land on the Beacon Building and you may not get a gun and ten other teams get the guns and you insta die and jump back to the lobby. You do that shit again and again. Ooh, Avery and knows so my fun. vibes. <laughs> he, he has to tell me to stop punching. <laughs> like I would much prefer Sean die trying to get a gun than die trying to punch someone out. <laughs> so yeah like that's my main problem with just battle royals it's just that, like like i want to i want to spawn back and try again mm -hmm. rather than like going back in the menu and like loading up the game and having to wait for the people to fill up yeah so i i just like the ability of just like you know coming back and like still trying to complete whatever the objectives they had or whatever so it was just fun time i I made a promise to you guys about Overwatch 2, and I plan on keeping that promise. But on October 28th, roll around, guys. I'm, I'm going to do my darndest to... Uh, What's coming out? Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, my guy. Oh, man. October 28th. You pre-ordered it. It's going to be on your console. <laughs> I'm going to play the single, I'm gonna play the single player. Why October 4th? Why is it even an issue? <laughs> I know, I know. What I'm saying is that, like... Well, I, I would imagine that we're going to be playing Overwatch please, longer please, than... Please, just don't make any empty promises next. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck up. Shut up. <laughs> we're going to get to the first battle pass and be like, nah, this ain't it. <laughs> don't make promises, DJ. Just keep it oh, moving. Oh my there. gosh. Um, yeah, I mean, that that's pretty much it. That's the games that I've been playing. Um, so, before we jump into the games that Avery's been playing... Hey there, if you you've been sticking around with us, you've been you've been having a great time just kind of jamming and relaxing. Yeah, relaxing and jamming don't really rhyme. Uh, so what you can do is you can like this video podcast. You can hit that subscribe button and you hit that notification bell. If you do those three things, we will greatly appreciate it. And then you can pause the podcast. You can leave a review if you're listening to us because we greatly appreciate that too. And then you, of course, unpause the podcast to listen to the rest of this content because this content is gold and you like gold because gold never. Fades. Is that what they say? Yeah. Or you could just Anyways. say black never cracks. Oh, that's even better. Oh my God. Black never cracks. We invented that. No one else can take that from <laughs> <laughs> All right, Avery, what games have you been playing? Uh, so, once again, I'm deep diving into my Return to Cyberpunk. I, as we all know, he as said the, it. the Deep Lore. He said it. He said Deep Dive, Cyberpunk. Look at that guy making connections. Uh, the, the, deep, uh, the Deep Lore on me and this podcast is that when Cyberpunk came out, I had a copy for a console. I also just bought a brand new PC. And when the uh, early news came out about uh, how bad Cyberpunk was on console, I was like, fuck it. Let me get that shit on PC. Played on PC, right loved choice. it on PC, and said, you know what? I will come back 
for it on console. Time has passed. I watched Edge Runners, got upset with Cyberpunk again, and said, fuck it. It's only like $25 on console. Fuck it. Let me buy a console copy on the new PS5 version and play it. And I've literally been playing Cyberpunk as the only thing for the last fucking week. I've done nothing else but play Cyberpunk. I feel... Wow. I still love that game. I still think it's as good as it was back in the day. Every once in a while, I get to a scene, and I'm like, ooh, I remember how fucking good this scene was. I don't even give a shit. That male V is not that compelling of a character, you know, a weird voice. It's like, just the other characters around him are just fucking fantastic. And I'm, mm. I'm now at a high enough level at the game that I'm able to actually build out an interesting character to play with and have a different combat style than I used to. When I played on PC, I played a very stealth-focused character where I just walked behind everyone and took everyone out and ended up in gunfights. Now I'm playing uh, Netrunner where I'm just like walking into a room scanning everyone, and then popping every fucking uh, a daemon in my arsenal and killing everyone before I walk through the room. It's so fun. The game is fundamentally broken, but I'm having the time of my life. No, 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 uh, no. You need tranquilizer rockets, my friend. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've seen a thing. Oh, man. But then what I ended up doing now, Deathloop released an update called the Golden Loop Update that involved a bunch of new content as well as an expanded ending. I still have the game on my console because I want to get the platinum in it, but certain factors, which I'll get to, have prevented me from getting the platinum. But Shut I, up. no, no, don't do that, man. <laughs> don't do that, man. I will leave this. I will leave this podcast before I let you put the blame on him. <laughs> London. Not you can't wow. even blame London. You can't even play London. Can't even blame her. Can't even blame her. Bring your child under the bus. I, I, I won't let you put the blame on that, girl, on that girl's head. She doesn't deserve this. Anyway. Oh, man. But in all seriousness, so yeah, I, uh, the Golden Loop has a brand new ending. So I was like, okay, let me see, check out this ending. I haven't played Deathloop in six to eight months. Mm. So it was like, oh, I have to remember what the sequence of events I have to do to actually beat this game is. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, do I have the patience to get good at this game? Again. Or go back to Cyberpunk. I don't have the patience. So I dropped that shit down to one hit kills for everything. I just got my uh, pistol that has a bunch of ammo in it. And I just like sprayed everyone and just like walked through the end of the game. And I don't like the ending, the new ending, the golden ending. I don't think it's worth it. (laughs) What the golden loop ending does is it gives more context to what happens to everyone after you break the loop. But in regards to how it actually deals with the actual game's ending, it doesn't really answer any other questions Wait, it's been long enough you could spoil the ending okay so the end of the game is well the big reveal in death oh, loop sorry, well, <laughs> the big reveal in death loop is that juliana is colt's daughter and that okay. a lot of her relationship trying to kill you is based on him not knowing that initially and him trying to break the loop initially so you meet her at the end of the game she tells you that hey there's three options we can do you can do nothing we'll loop again and we'll keep having fun trying to kill each other. Yeah, it's fun. Or you kill me, you wait till the day ends, we start this over again, and I come at you with a vengeance, yada, yada. Or three, you kill me, break the loop, and our relationship is over. Cole kills her, breaks the loop, and that's the true ending. But the golden ending reveals to you that everyone wakes up realizing, oh, shit, we're not looping again. So all the crazy shit that we've been doing, oh, that's, we can't do that shit anymore. And it ends with a, Bunch of followers walking out into the sunset, ominously. And I'm like, it doesn't really answer my issues with, like, how does this world exist? What's yeah, a cult what? backstory? All this type of nonsense. So, I was like, I didn't really enjoy it. 
Okay. All right. Turns out Colt's a monster. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Is it because he's black? Yes. Mm. He's a Barney. Um, okay. Then uh, I think we did it, right? Well, Sean, you, you want to talk about anything? Nah, man. I ain't got no. nothing new. I've been playing Yakuza and Yakuza. Okay. And more Yakuza. Keep on, uh, keep on being that Yakuza. You know what I mean? Mm. All right. Well, um, I think that's it. I think we have talked about the games we have been playing. We hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast as much as we enjoyed making this podcast. Uh, oh, I have completely forgot how to end this show. Has it been that long? It hasn't been that long. It's been just a week. What the fuck? Um, a week and one day. A week and one. Uh, you know, that one day got me. Um, don't forget to rate and review this podcast. Rate and review us because we want your praise. We want your praise. So if you are listening to us, please pause this podcast, leave a review. We'll enjoy your review. We'll read your review and we'll read it on this cast. If you are watching, please like this podcast slash video. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification button because we need those things. Also, remember, if you miss anything, you can find all the details and more on our website at pressx2start.com. Until next time, we'll be talking more about video games. Join us. It's amazing. Take care, be safe, wash your hands, and play some games. Peace. Yay.